is Rebecca from the Art of Animation. Um, you're listening to Mousecapades Podcast. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Be Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go! Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Happy Hump Day, everybody. We hope you're having an awesome week. This is Nick, and I'm here with Vicky, and this is episode 387. Today, we're going to be bringing you the latest news, rumors, and a little bit of history. You're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. But before we get started, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com. For Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney right now, Nick is going to tell you some blogs that are up at WaltExpress.com. So that's right, Vic. I have them up right now, and there is a blog by Grace Williams, Top 6 Snacks at Epcot That You Won't Want to Miss. Another one by Mandy Middleton, How to Pack a Rockin' Disney Park Bag. Go ahead and check them out. They got some great stuff, good blogs, good people. WaltExpress.com. So Nick, I just wanted to let our listeners know kind of the layout of our show for the next couple weeks with the Christmas holiday coming up. And so this week and part of next week, we will be doing our normal Wednesday show, which is news, rumors, and history. That's right, Vicki. And Friday this week, we're going to share your Disney wishes and family traditions as you sent in last week. And on Monday, December 17th, we're going to be taking you on a Disney ride bracket. And then next Friday on the 21st, I hope you're still following here, we're going to share a special Christmas show from a couple of Christmases ago with all of you. So beginning December 22nd, my family will be in Orlando and we will be at Disney World. So we're going to do a little bit of show every day for you during our adventures at Disney World all the way through New Year's Eve, December 31st. This is going to allow Nick to have a short vacay with his family and will also allow you to be on on vacation with my family. And then starting in January from the 2nd to the 7th on those shows we're going to be airing some of our favorite shows from the past and then we should be back on track come January 9th with news, rumors, and history. So Vicki, why don't you start us off today? What do you got on our first article? So Saturday night, Nick, once again there was a problem with the monorail system and guests were stuck in the last car of the monorail yellow because of the door malfunction. So the doors failed to open for several stops and the guests could be heard clearly panicking and attempting to contact cast members outside and on the emergency phone. It happened around 9.20 p.m. The doors first did not open at the Transportation and Ticket Center. It moved on to the Polynesian Resort. Still, no one notices that these people are trapped in this car. It goes on to the Grand Floridian where they finally got some help. When they pulled the video from the monorail yellow car, the guests were seen kind of joking with each other, but you could also tell they were a bit panicked but trying to make light of it to calm other guests down. So when they got the cast 
members' attention, finally somebody was able to get them out. And you could hear sighs of relief on the video footage from the guests when the help finally came. The rumors continue, Nick, to float around that there's a new fleet of monorails coming to Disney World soon. Disney World people have not confirmed this news, even though we've heard rumors about this quite a bit. Yeah, so we've heard a lot of rumors. We've talked about it, that Disney plans on buying more monorails for the transportation fleet. You know, you know what this tells us, though, too? So, well, first off, I'm shocked that it took three stops. That's what I for, say. For a cast member to notice, you know, to notice people stuck. I mean, when you're looking down, right. you see the doors open. You see, you know what I'm saying? So wouldn't you see the doors that do not open? You would think. And wouldn't you hear people <laughs> banging on windows? But more importantly, did you say when they pull the video, they can hear guests? They could hear guests, yeah, on the video. So I've looked and I've never seen a camera anywhere inside the monorail. Yeah, I so thought that, that was interesting. tells you that they're watching and listening to you inside the monorail. So you should be careful what you do on the monorail because right, so, we did an article on that. Right, we've heard stories of things that go on inside the monorail. That's scary. Like that lady, remember that yeah. lady that was busted for prostitution? Right, right. Well, that was a prostitution yes. thing on the monorail? I mean, wouldn't you know after the first <laughs> job? I mean, I don't know. Well, it depends. Was somebody taking a lunch break so, when that was going so on? they only have cameras in certain monorails? Is it hit or miss? Or, or every cart? Or it definitely gets you cart? thinking. Because <laughs> you, you you have this article that states that they could hear you know all the guests inside and they're watching them uh, when they pulled the tape. Right. But yet that lady that was busted for prostitution, that was going on for a while. Maybe that's why there's video cameras. <laughs> right. Yeah, so maybe that's why they installed video cameras. I don't know. But I've looked like since and even my last trip, what was it, last month? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, a month and a half ago. I was looking for camera I just I just look for cameras naturally just I don't know I'm a, I'm a dork don't I know it sounds well, no because you have to go, sounds creepy being but, in the service you have to go through security but, but I'm always looking for cameras and I looked for cameras in the mon- monorail and I couldn't see any. so I wonder where they're hidden if okay. in fact there are cameras so is that what the article said that's what the article said wow okay crazy all right listeners if you know weigh in 407-674-0414 I'm gonna bring us over to Walt Disney World and Mickey's very merry Christmas party we have another date that bites the dust and is now sold out, Vicky. December 16th is now added to the list with November 8th, 9th, and 25th. Previous dates that were sold out. Now we have December 16th. We know every two days in the month of December, they're having a, pretty much having a, you know, as long as... Big party. Right. They're having a party. Mickey's very Merry Christmas. And I know you and I were talking kind of off to the side that we're shocked that the 21st hasn't sold out. I just, I know that it sold out um, when we thought we would try to go one year. And then last year it went to the 22nd. That one was sold out the night that we were there on the 22nd so right and this year it's only going to the 21st it will Correct. it will sell out i bet you i Every bet you the next last week minute purchase i bet buyers. you in the next week that 21st is sold maybe so so there's still plenty of dates available in the month of december let's see here you're still going to have the 13th 14th 18th 20th and the 21st yeah, that's quite a few days to still get as long as you're going to be there. Sure thing. What do you got, Vic? So on Saturday, also on Saturday, a 44-year-old man's arm was injured while he was on Misadventure Falls at Typhoon Lagoon about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. His arm got stuck between the ride's conveyor belt. So the cast members were trying to free the man's arm, but they were unsuccessful until Reedy Creek deputies arrived and they got them him loose. And they flew him to Osceola uh, Regional Medical Center with non-life-threatening injuries. It was a four-person raft ride, and it's currently closed, Nick Weither. 
under investigation. And I did check. I did not see any updates. I checked about five sites and they all had the exact same information. And the Disney spokesperson said that they are more 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 focused on the guests right now and that person's family and that they'll update us more when they have information available. So I wonder how your arm gets caught up. I can see like on that ride, you're on a, you're on a tube on a conveyor belt basically being, you know, bounced around, bounced, passed around. And from what I remember, you really have to be leaning out and stretching out to put your arm out to get it stuck underneath. But man, I mean, unless it, I mean, right there. So there's this bridgeway that you go on that you cross over from like the conveyor belt. It crosses okay. you on to another conveyor belt. Right. Sort of like when you're going through the airport and you're on that, uh, what do you call it? The people mover, I the guess. The walkway. What do you call yeah. it? The walkway. The moving people, walkway. Right. And you, you, you get off briefly. Walk and then you get back steps, on again. You get, you get on another one. Yeah. Imagine those butt up against one another. Okay. okay? And imagine the next walker thingy being like on a bridge. Okay. okay. So that's sort of like what it is. But the first one you were walking on didn't have rails. Gotcha. The second one will. Gotcha. Okay. So you would really have to be stretching over to kind of get caught up on that. That's the only point I can think of is where he got caught up. Unless he was dragging his arm and trying to pick something up and got it stuck underneath. I have no idea. Like, I'm even thinking, how did his arm not get torn off? Well, I was wondering that. I was trying not to be graphic, but uh, I was wondering if he was actually a tall man. Because if he was a tall person, right. he could have is, really long arms. Brad's tall. Right. He could probably stretch out and reach the edge of the belt. Right. Um, it doesn't seem safe. I don't know that I would do that, but I just feel really bad for this guy. It, it said he had non-life-threatening, but it didn't say he lost he didn't lose hope, fingers or anything Well, like I hope that. this isn't a case of like we had with Pirates of the Caribbean with that man that was grabbing right. underneath the track to grab. I mean, common sense people, when you're riding a ride, don't do that. Well, the some sign things, says keep your hands. Well, yeah. Well, well some some things, you don't, you don't even need a sign. It's called common sense. I mean, I know in today's world, you do need a sign. Right. You do. But I hope it's not one of these cases. I, I hope maybe, I mean, I, I, well, I wish it would never have happened. Right, me too. We'll find out, though, if it was, was he pushed out? Did he slip out? Right. Or was he trying to grab a hold of something? I'm sure more will come out later on. Yeah, or he was trying to stop his raft. All right, so let's see here. What do I got? Oh, I got, uh, this comes out of China. Here you go. We have, yeah, there's a report done uh, with Chinese factories and manufacturing Disney products. Let's see here. It was summarized, the report summarized these Chinese factories as a nightmare for workers. A CNBC article recently summarized the findings of a report which describes workers laboring up to 175 overtime hours a month during peak production season. Now, in China, according to the Chinese labor laws, you're only supposed to do up to 36 hours per month of overtime. how many? Four, five, five times? I don't know. know. That's a lot. The report claims that these factories would work with local governments to create a comprehensive working hour scheme. That's insane. So even the government was involved, you know, to kind of hide this Are they getting some money out of the deal? I have no idea. This is nuts. According to the law in China here, employees should also have undergone 24-hour safety training along you know, to prepare them to deal with like toxic chemicals and stuff like that and to have resources just in case something were to happen. But they got none of that and they were also exposed to a chemical called benzene, which has been linked to leukemia. Yeah, that's not good. We don't need all of this for Disney products. You, you know, like that's sad. I'm I'm okay. Settle down. Let's let's rework that factory. I'm sure Disney has quality assurance teams that go out and inspect these places. Like not inspect the plant, but just to, to inspect the products and what's coming out. You know, sort of just going over there and shaking hands and meeting people and making sure production is legit, as normal, right? Well, you know, but just make sure everything is a go, right? Then it's good to go. But I'm sure even if Disney does have Q 
QA teams that if they are sent out, that all that stuff's hidden anyway. I don't it would know. have you, to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure Disney had no idea this was going on. That's an insane amount of hours of overtime. But if they did, I wonder if it will come out after this investigation. Like somebody might be a whistleblower over there in China. Now here I am just speculating. Here is the conspiracy. This is a rumor, rumor. Right. <laughs> but I wonder if this if the rabbit hole goes even deeper. You know, if someone will be a whistleblower and say Disney knew. That would be interesting. Yeah, we, we shall see. What else you got, Dick? So Disney released a brand new picture this week of the ongoing construction of the Star Wars Galaxy Edge from Disneyland. Now we know that next year, in 2019, both Disneyland and Disney World are going to open Star Wars Galaxy's edges. So uh, we can see the progress now, including including progress on the Millennium Falcon, which you say is going to be a ride, I think. Yeah, say Falcon for me. Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. There you go. Yeah, it's going to be a ride. Man, it's going to be an awesome ride. It's a, it's, a, it's a spaceship. No, I remember you showed me a picture because didn't we say something like in Canada there was this hidden Millennium Falcon in somebody's well, backyard? I think someone built one. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Right. So, uh, but everybody's so excited about this anyway and this picture has just added to the excitement of the Star Wars fans just like Nick. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I can't I hope like I said I hope Disney pulls out that trailer and teases us with another one and gives us a little glimpse of what the ride's going to entail because the first one they put out it really didn't show you much other than you're going to be in a Millennium Falcon and going on a journey. So I really hope that they put something out that's going to show you just a little bit more. There's going to dangle the carrot. So let's talk about December 13th. Tomorrow you're going to be able to the, the Garden Rock dining packages are open and they have been announced. You're going to be able to order some of that and there are new acts announced for the 2019 Flower and Garden Festival. Some include this is not all. We have Glass Tiger, Simple Plan, Christopher Cross, The Spinners. We have Sister Sledge, Sister Hazel, which also filled in for Smash Mouth when I was out there for the uh, what festival was it? Food and Wine Food Festival. And wine festival. So you didn't get to meet up with Jim because and of it. I was going. Well, no, I was going to. I was going to meet up because uh, he likes Smash Mouth. He was going to go out there and see Right, Smash but I mean Mouth. because right, they right. can't so they canceled, and I will meet up with them again. You should give him a text and see if he can come out there. Oh, I am. And see you here in a couple of weeks. But he said uh, let's he see come. here. We have, oh, it's going to come out? He said it would. Nice. All right. We have Stephen Curtis Chapman, Oldie But a Goodie. We also have Toby Mack. He's also an Which oldie. Which is your favorite? He's also an Oldie But a Goodie. You know, he was with DC Talk back in the 80s and the 90s. But Toby Mack is awesome. Go ahead and check him out. We have Lone Star. Wow. There's a blast from the past <laughs> that came out of nowhere. But go ahead and check him out. Um, this is These are just a you. This goes yeah, on from March 9th all the way to the 21st of May. You totally leave it out. My favorite one of all, my mom's favorite group from when she was a teenager. Herman's what? Herman's, Herman's Hermits. Are you serious? She loved that oh, group. Oh, you're being for real. Okay. She has a record. She has an LP of it. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Is, what? Henry VIII I Am? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. Well, it says that's a song they're going to be playing. Henry oh, the Eighth, then there I you am. go. So go ahead and check them out. The packages are available now. It's called the Garden Rocks Dining Package. A new exhibit opened at Disneyland. The art of Mary Poppins Returns to celebrate the upcoming release of Mary Poppins Returns, which happens, Nick, in only one short week. One week, and I can't believe it's already coming out. We've been talking about it for a while, and I can't wait for this one. I, I'm I'm really getting excited. So uh, the exhibit has costumes and props and artwork and clips from the upcoming movie, and it can be found to the right when you enter great moments with Mr. Lincoln um, in the lobby on the main on Main Street at Disneyland. So I'm pretty excited because we got some friends going, Nick, for their daughter's 21st birthday. I even got them reservations to the Blue Bayou at your recommendation. So nice. I hope that um, everything goes well. There was a couple others that I got. I heard uh, Lee talk about to us a couple restaurants that 
key light there, so hopefully I didn't steer them. They're gonna wrong. love the blue bayou. They're you told me you thought they would. Love yeah. The blue bayou. Now they have some exotic foods, right. so I don't know what their palates. They're like. not picky. Okay, like me. But even, I didn't say that. But but okay. it's it's an amazing the ambiance is out of this world. That's I what mean, you it said. Is simply, I mean, you're you're transported into a different world. It, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And you have that ride right there, Pirates of the Caribbean, that's going through. It's just simply awesome. So I'm hoping they're going to go to this exhibit. So I wonder if they'll have the original umbrella there at the exhibit. Ooh, that would be awesome. What is that? A peacock? Is that what? Yeah, that it is? is a peacock. I peacock think head. It's pretty cool. And it winks at you. Yeah, it winks. I think. <laughs> I think it's, (laughs) listeners, she's winking at me right now, and that was, that was cute. That's what it does. All right. We have Disney Springs. They're going to host the Kingdom Hearts pop-up event starting on December 14th. Is that this Thursday? No, Friday. Yes, Friday. So 13th is Thursday. It's when those packages are released for for the festival. But on the 14th, yeah, Disney Springs is going to host the Kingdom Hearts pop-up event. And I don't know if you're familiar with Kingdom Hearts, Vicky, but maybe Joey played. I don't know when he was younger. But it's basically, it's a video game and it's it's a, it's a role-playing video game where you have human characters, but you also have Disney characters as, as well. And oh, you go okay. on adventures together and these quests and you battle it out with villains and things like that. Okay. But there's a new game coming out. Disney Springs go, is going to ho- host it at, uh, let's see here, it's going to be a pop-up event featuring Kingdom Hearts. It's a popular role-playing video game. And this is going to be from December 14th through 31st of January. So that's a pretty long time. The experience is going to include a playable demo that will let everyone play Kingdom Hearts 3 before it's released. There will also be a, a Keyblade exhibit with life-size replicas taken from Kingdom Hearts 3, plus artwork inspired by characters and worlds from the game. Awesome. So, Nick, I think you already know this, even though you're not a pass holder. I know you're about to uh, dive into that plan of being a Disney pass holder. I'm going to try. I'm, I think I'm going to pull that trigger here in about you know, a month and a half or so. So when you go for your February yep, trip? Yep, yep, yep. So they have giveaways for the pass holders, and it is a no-no to resell them. And apparently Disney pass holders know that they're not supposed to do this to make a buck on their giveaways. And according to the Orange County Register, Disneyland Resort is looking for a way to stop them from this long-time practice of reselling selling these items. And so the pass holders knew that they could lose their pass. And this the story came up because one pass holder actually was banished. I guess they had caught her before on eBay or somebody, maybe a Disney undercover person. It doesn't say that part. An but undercover shopper. Wouldn't you want to be one of those? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Disney, like me, you meet up at a Motel 6, you know, and you lay out all of your Disney <laughs> items on the bed. That's sort of like the Moon Rocks investigation with the FBI. You're like, I will take those rose gold ears. <laughs> so uh, there, there was a woman that has been banished, but uh, we don't know too much about the terms and agreement between her and the parks. But she did know that she was in the wrong. So I guess she had had the proverbial slap on the wrist. Of course. You know, so we're talking about annual pass holder incentives. Yeah. You know, for being an annual pass holder, for coming out, this is what you get. So I think for um, over the Epcot to get the food and wine little cutting board, you had to go to Epcot and attend the food and wine festival up to four times before you could, you know, get it. So to scan your band, go four times. Oh, I didn't realize that. Right. I thought it was just a, no, no, just for having a pass. No, no. You had to go, I know, was that crazy? You had to go four times. And so. You go in and back out again? Does that count? No, it has to be four separate days. Oh my gosh. No, right. So Tim and I walk through there and he picks up his cutting board and the thing's only about the size of a saucer plate. It's not that big. It's for I mean, cheese though. It's, it's enough for like a baked potato. Just slice a potato <laughs> or a tomato. But you don't want to cut on Nikki. Or an onion. But yeah, I would display it. It's nothing I would actually probably use. 
I wouldn't, yeah. But the sell that, Tim was telling me, though, while we were there, that these things were going for quite a penny online. It's and People crazy. were buying them. You could pay somebody to carve Mickey's face in. Oh, you Heck, could Nick will it. do it. You could scan it and put it into a CNC machine and burn it into any cutting board. That's what I'm thinking. That's so anyway, crazy. I mean, it was a beautiful cutting board. It looks great. It looks like a bamboo cutting board. That is awesome. I mean, it was nice. So you're telling me this lady got banned for life? It said she was banished. It didn't say life. It just said she was banished. Banished, banished. Okay, you're like excommunicated. Leave us. <laughs> um, who excommunicates her? Like Bob Iger? You know, like you're, <laughs> yeah, he flew just, from Florida. He sits on that pulpit, you know. Like, or he's in New York, wherever he is. Um, let's see here. So that came out of Disneyland, right? Correct. Yeah, that came out of Disneyland. I wonder if they're having the same problem. I'm sure they are over at Disney World. It just maybe we haven't heard the stories. Yeah, it hasn't come out anyway. Let's see here. I have one more, and this is it, Vicky. So I don't know how many stories you have. I actually don't have left. any clue. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna go straight into history right after this. No, I mean I have some. Okay. Some more news. I just mean I don't. Know. I can count while you're reading. How's that? Okay. So here we go. Uh, so this past week in the Walt Disney Studios passed the seven billion dollar mark in global box office for 2018. This is the second time that the studio has crossed that threshold, reaching 7.6 billion in 2016. The domestic total is currently 2.94 billion and may cross the record 2016 total of 3 billion by the end of the year. This is this, Disney just keeps, you know, they have movies like, you know, Avengers Infinity War, they had Black Panther. I mean, Disney is putting out some hits, you know, now and they just bought out a whole bunch of other rights like they're right. the Deadpool series which I don't know how that's going to work out because that really wasn't a family friendly <laughs> you know movie but <laughs> it made box office records right you know sit down with the family Star Wars that's going to make box office records ever, no matter what you put out no right. matter how great or awful it actually is right. right Last Jedi my opinion awful movie but made a ton of money uh, you know you have Solo that I thought was great but people didn't like and it made a ton of money so I mean Disney's going to make their money this is amazing passing the 7 billion dollar mark so recently uh Somebody just recently went to one of those night ticketed events at Animal Kingdom, Nick. We talked about the one at Disney World. And I got to say, at the beginning, we were kind of naysayers. We the after hour events. Yes. We didn't think that they would, people would pay this money. We, I guess we were wrong. People proved us wrong. Yeah, they did. And you know, I think I kind of proved myself wrong too, because even I'm looking at them. So. <laughs> they even got me looking at them now. So now they have one at Animal Kingdom. And if you pay in advance, it's $125 and that's adult or children. It does not sway a different price for a child. If you buy it on the day the event it's $129 per person um, if you don't have a ticket to the park on that day you can begin entering the park at 7 of course if you do you, if you do have a park ticket obviously you can be in there before then then you're when you once you get in there you go in and obtain an armband from Discovery Trading Post and they put it on you that says after hours but they said the one downfall is that when you get there at 7 o'clock some of the rides are already shut down like um, Festival of the Lion King Finding Nemo the Musical and Kilimanjaro Safaris they close at six. So even if you're, you know, I know, isn't that crazy? I've ridden that ride at 1 a.m. I know, but this is for the after ticketed thing. This is right. not, you're, it's not the same thing. So in the half hour before the park closes and after the after event, you can't even, um, you can't get a head start on rides like Dinosaur Triceratops Spin or Expedition Everest, which I thought so was a So what were the ones that were shut down again? They so had Kilimanjaro Safari, mm-hmm. Finding Nemo, and the musical and Festival of the Lion King. You know why those are probably shut down? Those are big productions. Right. Like. Take a lot of people. 
Right. And I could see those being shut down. But from what I've heard and what I read, I'm sorry, I know I totally interrupted you. No, you're good. These after-hour events, from what I'm reading online, are totally worth it. Like, right. you practically have the park to yourself. Well, so, when he starts out in this article that I was doing, I mean, I skimmed it and I diced it down, but... At the beginning, I'm like, oh, this guy didn't like this at all. So then I keep reading and he said he was denied entrance into Pandora. And so he went to Expedition Everest. But then it says he wrote it for three times, but he could have probably wrote it three more. But he said, I'm 30 and your body can only handle so much at the age of 30. Wait a minute. He was denied entrance to Pandora? Because the line was too long already. Like they were- For the after hours event? It was before it actually started, like 30 minutes prior. Got it. it. So he went to the other side of the- Oh my gosh. That's like the complete opposite side of the park. Yeah. And he rode Expedition (laughs) Everest three times? Yes. I would have kept going. So then at nine o'clock, he went over to the private showing of the Rivers of Light. Sure. And he got to enjoy It's Tough to Be a Bug, Triceratops Triceratops Spin, and some Dancing with Chip and Dale over at the dance party. Dancing with Chip and Dale. I know. Isn't that? That's always funny when they say that. Then he was able to get on Pandora, but he did say even with the after hour event, it was still 25 to 30 minute wait, but it's totally worth it. And um, he saw the Awakening show on the tree. And then he said overall, um, they were able to ride a lot more things after that fact, like when the the big crowd cleared out and then they were able to move in. And that's what he said. Then they pretty much had the park to themselves and it was just every man for himself. Like you could ride things as many times as you wanted. And even though it was a bit pricey, he said that he would definitely do it again. Um, he said for him, he would use it for a special occasion like a birthday, an anniversary, uh, the announcement of a baby or an engagement because $125 is a little bit of buckaroos, especially if you have more than one kid. So I'm so in February, when I take my brother, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to surprise him with one of those after hours events. And my poor dad, I'm sorry if you're listening, you're going to be left at the resort, but I don't think he's going to care. But I want to I want to just take my bro. So oh, okay. like we're going, to, we're doing the guy's trip, you know, right with with my dad and all. Well, your dad like us go to bed early. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I'm going to surprise my brother, Jeremy, with this after hours event. And, we're gonna, and I think it's worth every penny. Well, so the only thing that he said was just like Magic Kingdom. That's why I started out by saying we kind of had to eat our words on that when we said it at the beginning. Um, he said that now Magic Kingdom is getting really big numbers on these after hours. And he's afraid. He said, do it now before it becomes the Magic right. Kingdom after hours. So, you know, Disney's just going to raise the price. You know, I can see them raising it an extra 50 bucks, make it make it $200. Yeah. And even. Even 200. I think that will solidify uh, even the doers and the don'ts, right? I mean, like, uh. that's at, at that point, you're like 200 extra dollars. <laughs> that could go to a character dine for a family of like five. It's crazy. You know, so, you know, I don't know. People are going to start weighing options there, but we'll see what happens. But I know you and I both said, really? I really? know. No one's going to pay that amount. But we were then, wrong. When they started having them and people started reviewing them and posting this stuff, and it, you say it's getting busier. So, he, that's what that's what he said. It was busier at Magic Kingdom now. Right. And I'm just, I've heard nothing but great reviews from people that have actually spent the money and part, you know, partaken in, in these events. And that's why I'm going to do it, you know. Look into it. See if there's anything available for, well, no, you're going to be there. You're there. For, you're there for like 10 days though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't need to do that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So, Joey Fatone from NSYNC is replacing Edward James Almost. I don't know if you saw this, Nick, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which affects me because we are going on Christmas Eve. He's the guy from my Miami Vice. We've actually seen him and had right, our narrator right. before. There was no word on what happened. Like, he's an older gentleman, so it made me kind of worry. So I just hope he's okay. But I'm excited to have somebody else come in. So Joey Fatone will be uh, narrating our Candlelight Processional. It's like Smash Mouth cancel. You know, like, why did you cancel? <laughs> 
Well, we I, were I sick. came down here specifically to see you, <laughs> Smash Mouth. And then they cancel on me. My sister Hazel comes in. That's hilarious. So Animal Kingdom now has a tasting sampler where you can try food and beverages around the park while you catch the rivers of light in a preferred seat. The tasting is $30 per guest and it includes 35 digital value card that you can redeem at 40 different kiosks throughout the park. And this is being offered between December 22nd and January 2nd. And they are telling that advanced purchase is required. So you need to go on the 407 WDW Dine to purchase tickets for that if you're going to do it. But that seems like a good deal, Nick. Pay $30 and get $35 worth of food. That yeah. sounds like a good deal to me. Tell the listeners what's going to be happening or the rumor with the pass holder stuff. So the rumor has it that Disney World pass holders are required to show IDs when they tap their magic band. So apparently some cast members have not been enforcing this rule that actually has been a rule, but I've never seen. This I, well, that's what I was <laughs> ever, ever in my life have I ever seen cast members say, oh, "Could you please get out your ID?" Yeah. So Disney's trying to stop their sharing, and it seemed like in the article that they were more worried about the free parking, not about the people getting in. I thought that was crazy. Well, th- that is crazy. But here's the thing: you have to put down your fingerprint. So not only do you scan your band, you place your finger down, and it scans your print. And if they don't match, that's true. You know, they come out and they get out that. Yeah, they that, get out that little the tablet, and they check. Your photo and that's stored so like if i come back six months later right and someone else uses my band and they use their finger they're gonna get out they're gonna scan the band on the tablet they're gonna see oh it, this isn't a five foot five individual this guy's six foot tall right like it, i don't i don't understand this well it says they're still gonna have their own entrance um and hopefully this is gonna stop the non-pass holders from using the pass holder bands and getting free parking they said it's not an official announcement from disney yet so regarding this policy parking maybe it's only when they park i don't know but i thought it was crazy but it so said maybe, it's maybe be that's a it. since they're concerned about parking maybe they only have to show their id when they park possibly that could be it now this one's really cool nick because um brad was reading about this this weekend and we've not talked about the live action movie that's going to be for 101 dalmatians it's not actually going to be named 101 dalmatians go ahead they're going to have to win me over on this one I'll be honest. I'm pretty excited about it, though. 101 Dalmatians, they're really going to have to win me over. So I'll watch it, but, you know. Craig Gillespie is going to direct it. Emma Stone, so sweet, innocent little Emma Stone, is going to play Cruella de Vil. She'd play a good Cruella de Vil, I believe, you know? She kind of looks the part. This is supposed to be kind of like the Monsters University deal, where it's the prequel kind of deal to the movie, because it's going to show Cruella early on in her life. Sure. And uh, Andrew Gunn, which, isn't that the same guy that got released from Guardians of the Galaxy? Or is a different name, Gunn? Mm, I think, uh, I don't know. Okay. So Andrew Gunn is producing Cruella along with Mark Platt and Kristen Burr. So I'm a little excited about this. I got to tell you, 101 Dalmatians has never really been my favorite movie, but I love mine Emma either. Stone. You know? I love Emma Stone. Either. I think and, it could be good. I, I, see, 101 Dalmatians for me is like Lady in the Tramp. It's a one-time and, see. And, well, yeah. And I'm sorry for all my Lady in the Tramp, you know, lovers. <laughs> And Oliver and Company. Oh, like, yeah. All those movies for me, it's just me. Aristocat. That have dogs, you know, and stuff like that. I'm not into that type. And that's just me, though. Right. You may, Vicky, may love those types of movies. But I don't know. Do they do well? I would have to go back and look at the stats compared to all the other Disney films. Well, they were relating it to how well in 1996, because that was one of Kaylee's favorite movies. Glenn Close played Cruella DeVille. And it was the live action um, remake of The 101 Dalmatians from 19... I want to say 1976 or 67. Although when I was a kid, I watched Oliver and Company like crazy. I'm like, like nonstop. Right. Nonstop. Anyway, all right. So that's all you got, Vicky? That's all I got. And I don't have anything. I apologize. I had like six stories, if that. It's all good. Five. But Vicky, it's that time. Why don't you take us back? Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time 
Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. December the 12th, 1941, Disney's animated educational short Seven Wise Dwarves is released. The shorts made from the National Film Board of Canada promote the purchase of Canadian war bonds, and the film shows the dwarves mining for gemstones and later investing them in Canadian war savings oh, certificates. Oh, nice. All the while singing a variant of the song Hi Ho, Hi Ho. Well, if the dwarves were smart, they would keep their gems and gold and silver and not invest. <laughs> yeah, because they're probably oh, worth my more. Gosh. So funny. December 13th, 1966, this was actually sad, Nick, but I thought it was awesome. So uh, we know that Walt wrote letters to his sister Ruth. If you've been to Marceline, um, I think there might even be somebody, some in Walt Disney Presents. I was just talking about Marceline, Missouri today with the kiddos. We were, we're, we're working on our um, Taking sorry, a field trip. going completely <laughs> off topic. Well, they didn't, re- they didn't realize his home was here. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, he's born in Chicago, Illinois. He lived there maybe a year. And right. We go to Marceline and then in Kansas City, Missouri. And th- they were blown away. Just blown away. <laughs> you had a little listen lesson on Walt. So he always wrote an annual birthday letter to his sister, Ruth. And um, this is the time that Walt was sick. And so Lily, his wife, took over for him. And her opening words include, as you probably surmised, things have been a little irregular here with Walt being ill. And so your birthday remembrance from him is a little bit late. I know it comes with his best wishes that your day was a nice one and that hope that you will find something special to get for yourself with this check. And Lily writes of her daughters and grandchildren and assures Ruth that her brother will write to her as soon as he's back in his office. And unfortunately, we know that he passed away two days later so he did he never wrote her again after that moment so just sad but I wanted to remember it because what a great relationship he had with his sister and wrote her all the time and if you've not been to Marceline Missouri I encourage you to go there's tons of letters he really did yes he was a writer yeah and I know they all wrote that. right 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 use the telegraph right right but that cat, I, I mean, maybe for us today, it was like sending a text message. So writing a oh, yeah. letter was nothing back right. in the day because they didn't have any other forms of media to keep them occupied. It was, you know, it was just what they did. Right. right? But how many hundreds and hundreds, I mean, hundreds, maybe thousands of letters did they talk about? And most of them were displayed there in Marceline, all right. plastered all over the place. And, you know, some were written by some other people, but it was Walt telling, you know, right. he, you know, someone was Walt scribe, but I mean, a lot. A lot of them were written by Walt, too, or even typed up. Right. You know, there's a variety. But Walt wrote quite a bit, and he wrote a lot to his family back home. Yeah, I loved that their close connection, that they remained even Very though close. they were spread out. Very close. And not e- able to travel like we are now. And he sent her money all the time. Right. Did you remember you saw all those yeah. payments, those Western... Were they, were Here's they, your were, money. Were they Western unions? Maybe. I don't... There was something, but it was like, he was sending money back home like crazy. Like, here's the payment for... Yeah, it would I, right, always he, tell he you what it was just, for. He was always giving money to, to his family. Yeah money he made out in Hollywood he was just sending it not all of it but I mean well, yeah. he probably had enough but I mean he was he was taking care of his family definitely which is awesome so December 14th 2004 I picked this obviously Nick because Mary Poppins Returns comes out in December 14th 2004 that was the 40th anniversary edition of the DVD of Mary Poppins and bonus material was included in an all new animated short that was hosted by Julie Andrews so if you're lucky enough to have that that would be cool to look at December 15th 1972 the construction begins on Space Mountain at Walt Disney World. A descendant of the first Disney Mountain attraction, the Matterhorn Bobsleds at Disneyland, Space Mountain will be sponsored by RCA and an indoor steel roller coaster. The Tomorrowland attraction will open January 1975. It took three years to build. I bet this was an instant hit. I mean, this was when, you know, we had the Apollo missions going on. Oh, yeah. Just landed on the moon. You know, I mean, I bet this ride was instant hit from, from, from everyone. I'm sure. December 16th, 1966, the New York Times runs Walt 
Walt Disney dies, 65, dies on the coast, founded an empire on a mouse the day after his passing. Now, the obituary was penned by Marty Sklar, who at this time is a staff writer at WED Enterprises, and reads, Walt Disney, who built his whimsical cartoon world of Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs, into a hundred million a year internet entertainment empire, died in St. Joseph's Hospital here this morning. He was 65 years old. His death at 9.35 a.m. was attributed to acute circulatory collapse. He had undergone surgery at the hospital a month ago for the removal of a lung tumor that was discovered after he entered the hospital for a treatment of an old neck injury received in a polo match. On November 30th, he re-entered the hospital for a post-operative checkup. Just before his last illness, Mr. Disney was supervising the construction of a new Disneyland in Florida, a ski resort in Sequoia National Forest, and the renovation of the 10-year-old Disneyland in Anaheim. His motion motion picture studio was turning out six new productions and several television shows, and he was spearheading the development of the vast University of the Arts called Cal Art, now under construction here. Although Mr. Disney had no formal title at Walt Disney Productions, he was in direct charge of the company and was deeply involved in all its operations. Indeed, with the recent decision of Jack L. Warner to sell his interest in the Warner Brothers studio, Mr. Disney was the last of Hollywood's veteran movie makers who remained in personal control of a major studio. Roy Disney, Walt Disney's 74-year-old brother, who is president and chairman of Walt Disney Productions and who directs its financial operations, said, we will continue to operate Walt's company in the way that he had established and guided it. All of the plans for the future that Walt had begun will continue to move ahead. Besides his brother, Mr. Disney is survived by his widow, Lillian, two daughters, Mrs. Ron Miller and Mrs. Robert Brown. Just sad, Nick. So, this polo accident that they talk about, you know, he was hit in the neck by a ball. No, I knew that. I just didn't remember him being a polo person. Well, he wasn't. I think that was the thing to do when you gain status. Right. Especially out there on the West Coast. Like playing golf for some people. Right. You know, and you have that much money. That's just what you did. You know. Now, you know, Lee was telling us, he sent us some information that he, he started smoking overseas. Right. Right, when he was driving ambulances around and stuff like that um it's a shame he picked up smoke you know that right because imagine how long he could have lived had he not done that right right because i don't think i don't know you never see anyone else in pictures or read about or talk about and maybe you only hear about him because he is the man right but like roy i don't think he smoked right i mean because he's even been in interviews talking about how his brother smoked right chimney right so i don't don't know you know i I don't know so crazy december 17th 1977 disneyland's very merry christmas parade debuted and I guess I didn't realize, Nick, that it had been that long for the park to be open before it had a very Merry Christmas parade. Yeah, so it was open, what, six years, I guess, before it had? No, this is Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking Disney World in 71. All right, wow. That That is a long time to be had. Wow, you're talking 22 years there. I, that's what I'm saying. I wonder why, because they said, I remember something else that we had covered another day, said he had always wanted something with Christmas, you know, to be a big part sure, of it. Sure, sure thing. So this is the last one, but this is actually a good thing and I thought it was a cute way to end. So December 18th, 1933, during a cer- ceremony at the studio in which he's receiving an award, this is Walt, from the Parents Magazine, Walt Disney gets a word that his pregnant wife Lily is about to deliver and he dashes off to the hospital and arrives just in time to see his daughter, Diane Marie Disney born. So I didn't even know they would let you do that back in 1933. Well, I thought don't. you had to wait till the baby came out. I thought the men wait. <laughs> Seriously. Well, it doesn't say. I mean, it doesn't say that, you he know, He said just in time birth, to see her know. be born. Right, right. 
I mean, it could have been afterwards. You wanted me to say something to the listeners about uh, Disney Inspire, right? Or wasn't there something you wanted, wanted oh, to talk so about? Oh, so Disney Inspires has encouraged us. They're having, um, they're trying to get as much publicity for us, I guess, or for any well, of the Disney podcasts. for them, really, let's well, be honest. Well, maybe so. Um, they just said, if you are a fan of ours, and we're not twisting any arms or anything, but if you do like what Nick and I do, go to iTunes and rate us on there, because right now that's what's being used for podcasts for for him I, I guess so you have this guy with disney inspire that's ranking all the podcasts yes he's going to itunes checking all the reviews right and ranking them he's doing the top 50 top 49 i wonder why not 50 why not i 50? have no idea all i right. was wondering that myself but uh so did he contact us did he reach out to us he reached out to us because he said he thought that we should be in the top and so to that top our if, what top 10 did he say that i real? believe i believe that's what he said in his in his email Oh. He saw. He said to make Did sure. Email Oscapades. I believe so. Okay, I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, but anyway, it's cool. He he said that we needed to be getting our listeners to give the okay. feedback that that we need, um, either by iTunes or going straight to the Facebook page and linking off of Disney Inspires from Facebook. Okay. And um and we're on I, there, and it was really cool to look at. Also, we're on there. Disney I told you. I thought we were. Um, I'll go check it out here real quick. Because be our guest, Inspire. our friends Mike Roman. Right. Uh, he was like number three. And we were like 34, which I didn't think was bad because he's been doing it 10 years and we've been doing it three. Oh, I think he's been. No, he's been doing it longer than that. I mean, he's been rolling, I want to say 12, 13 years at this point. Something like that. Um, Podcast. So what was it? Podcast rankings or whatnot. Disney Inspire podcast rankings. Let's see if I can find anything. Top ranking. No, I can't. (laughs) I can't find it. Are you on Facebook? Because you can go. I just went to Disney Inspire. Oh, it just says Facebook and it's their account is Disney Inspires. And uh, best Disney World podcast 2000. 2018. Um, I don't see anything for Disney Inspire. Is he? On, he's on Facebook. He's just yeah. That's the name okay. of his thing. Disney Inspires. Right. He said, "Of course, I would like them to like me, but they don't have to to vote." Okay. All right. So go ahead and check them out. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, Vicky. Thanks, Vixter. If you're interested in being a guest on our show, or you have a question or comment, simply text us 407-674-0414 or email us mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to gain information on booking a trip and getting that free quote, don't be bashful. Go ahead and get a little dopey with us. Text us same number, 407-674-0414. Contact us, travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Check us out on all of our social media accounts. Instagram's going to be mousecapades underscore Nick. Our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast. Don't forget The. And also our Twitter account, mousecapadespod. Be sure to listen to Friday's show as Nick and I share your Disney wishes and tr- family traditions from our Ohana. And remember to check out our friends at Walt Express.com for all things Disney. As always, Nick and I would like to thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, Vixter, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Stay with us, listeners. Have, Have a magical, magical day, day, my friends. friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.